0: we've been moving through the book of Genesis and of trying to apply each chapter, taking some segment out of that and making a present day application, we have moved ourselves into chapter 30. And so that's where we're going to go. An interesting lesson on envy uh, that we're going to look at this morning. Before we actually get to the text, however, remember you got those five questions that I always put up there so you can study on your own or if you're part of the School of Biblical Studies you can uh, be preparing for your final test that will come out on Friday. Got those? Screenshot that, and you'll be able to move along with this and uh, fill in the blanks, if you will, as we go along. All right, you got it? Here we go. Genesis Applied, Chapter 30. The question we're going to ask, or the topic we're going to address, I should say, is the deception of envy. Envy. You know, there's a lot of sins that come to the top. And uh, we label them as, well, that's a big one. You know, pedophilia, that's a big one. Homosexuality, that's a big one. Murder, that's a big one. You know, we put them all up there. And then there are lesser ones that we kind of shuffle to the bottom. And it's not really that they are lesser sins as much as they don't seem to impact us as profoundly. They don't seem to have the intensity that uh, that just kind of knocks us to our our feet or or knocks us to our rear end or whatever. Um, Knocks us to our feet? How do you even do that? Anyhow, but envy is one of those lesser ones. You know, we, we kind of put it down. The, you know, it's, we shouldn't envy, but it's not that bad. Really? I think after today's lesson, you will agree with me. Envy is a pretty bad thing. And so in Genesis chapter 30... We're going to see the story of a very envious scenario. When Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, she envied her sister. She said to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel and said, am I in a place of God who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? Then she said, here's my servant Bilhah, go into her so that she may give birth on my behalf, that even I may have children through her. So she gave him her servant Bilhah as wife, and Jacob went into her. And Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then then Rachel said, God has judged me and has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. Rachel's servant Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With mighty wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. Skipping now to verse 22. Then God remembered Rachel after all of that. And God listened to her and opened her womb. She conceived, bore a son, and said, God has taken away my reproach. And she called... His name, Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. I want you to notice that Rachel, once she actually has her own child, she's not trying to have children through somebody else, but she actually has her own child. She says that God has taken away my reproach. But up here, she said, whenever she's had children through, had a child through Bilhah, she said, God has judged me also and heard my voice and given me a son. And then she comes down here and she says, "I wrestled with my sister and I have prevailed." Both of those statements, although true, are not nearly as glowing as far as victory is concerned or fulfillment is concerned as this one down here. God has taken away my. I had a child. I didn't ask my servant to have a child for me. I had a child, and so she's pretty excited down here. But I want to. I want you to show you. I want to show you the pattern of envy three things that take place through the deception of envy. Rachel has this idea in her mind that somehow she can gain fulfillment if she just tries a little bit harder. Her sister's having kids. She's not having kids. She's supposed to be the favorite wife, but her sister's having the kids. Jacob's paying too much attention to Leah, and she's she's upset. She's, She's envious, jealous of her older sister when she really should have been thrilled. She should have been glad for Jacob because she loves Jacob. She wanted Jacob wants to have kids. She should have been glad for her older sister, even though there's that competition between them. She should have been able to get past that. She should have been glad for, her, but she's not. She's envious, and there are three things that come about because of that envy. Number one, I want you to notice that envy inflates expectations. When you are envious, you tend to see things through a, 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 a not a prism. A you see that you tend to see things through a Uh, a tunnel of one focus. All I want is children. And in that process, you do not take care of those who you ought to be seeing with a prism, if you will. You ought to be seeing all the aspects, all the people you're impacting. But I've got tunnel vision. I want a child. And so because of that, you begin to destroy relationships. It inflates expectations. Notice this. She says to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. That's not fair. That's not right. That's a drama queen. She's not going to die. But she feels like she's going to die. And it's all because of envy. She is so envious of her sister. She's so tired of seeing her sister with a baby on her knee. And she has no one. And she's so upset and she's so envious. She's so jealous. She's so mad. She goes to Jacob. She says, what in the world? Give me children. And you notice Jacob's response. He was very angry with her. And he said, am I in the place of God? So Jacob basically says to his wife, look, I'm not God. I'm doing all I can. Don't be pressuring me that way. When we're envious, it inflates expectations because we have a tunnel vision. One goal, not considering anybody else, their issues, etc. It's all about me. It's all about my prideful desires. And that one goal is supreme. And you can notice that in this situation, she's already struggling with her relationship with her sister. She's envious. And now she's struggling in her relationship with her husband. See how she's pushing people away because of her tunnel vision, because of the jealousy, the enviousness that she has? She has inflated expectations because she's not really focusing on the big picture. Envy is one of the big ones, too. Number two, envy reduces reward. As you come on down here, and you notice she gave Bilhah uh, to uh, her husband to to sleep with, and she conceives two children at this particular point, Dan and Naphtali. And then in verse 8, she makes this statement, and it's not really a true statement. With mighty wrestlings, I have wrestled with my sister and have prevailed. She didn't prevail. That child didn't come from her womb. She hired somebody to give her bragging rights. And in so doing, she reduced her reward. It's not unlike what Sarah did, Grandma Sarah, in her case I guess it would be Grandma-in-law Sarah, who, who did, with regards to Hagar and Ishmael and all the problems that came to the camp because of that messed up situation, where Sarah thought that she could reason, help God out, run ahead of God. God's not doing anything, so I'll tell you what, Abraham... You sleep with my servant Hagar, and then we'll we'll help God out here, and it just messed everything up. Same thing is happening here. Although at the moment, it seems like Rachel really thinks she has prevailed. She thinks I, I've done it, but really she didn't, did she? And you you can you can recognize this in what she's going to say in point number three. Okay, but I don't want you to slip to point number three too early because first of all, you got to recognize it. She's inflated expectations up here. She's divided herself from her sister and from her husband. She's creating problems. Number two now, she thinks she has arrived because looky there, I put my sister in place. I showed my sister because now I'm having kids too. But she's not. And so she reduced her own reward. And evidently that's largely what the Word naphtali, I mean, not the reducing reward, but naftali has something to do with this. Uh, this jealous fulfillment that I I finally beat my sister. It's kind of like, you might recall, I, I do. I played a lot of basketball and football, and even some baseball. And sometimes some of the team may team members that would do something to win, but it was cheating. And uh, they they always had that. I, I assume if they had any conscience, they always then had that in the back of their mind that we didn't really win. We had to cheat to get there. You know? Anybody has to cheat to get there has only a half fulfillment if that the reward is not nearly what it needs to be. And that's kind of the way it is here. Even though she says kind of, you know, you know, trash talking, you know, look at what I did. I have finally put my sister in place. She didn't really. Because she didn't go about it in an honest way. But you finally get to Joseph. Joseph's going to be born here. And you think to yourself, "Booya! Now she really does have bragging rights. And she does. Because Joseph is going to become the favorite son of the favorite wife. And so really things did come together for her. But because of envy and this pattern of darkness that she is in now, even the birth of Joseph is going to be overshadowed by something. And that leads us to point number three. Envy never satisfies. Envy leads you down a dark path of an insatiable craving for something that even when you get what you think you want, it doesn't fully satisfy you. And I, I think I can prove that because watch. So she's going to conceive. She's going to bear her own son from her own womb. And she's going to say, God has taken away my reproach. That's good. That's good. That's a, that's actually a lot better than this because that's an honest statement. Okay. Then she said she is she gonna call him Joseph and watch it. She's gonna call name him Joseph, saying, May the Lord add to me another son. It's almost as if she is saying, as she names Joseph and as she receives Joseph, it's almost that this isn't enough. Jacob Joseph should have been enough. And as I I pointed out earlier, Joseph and Jacob are gonna be the two main characters for the rest of the book of Genesis. These are the guys that are gonna dominate. Joseph is going to be the guy, as you know, peddling ahead. Joseph's going to be the guy who's going to save his family by being in prison there in, in Egypt, but not allowing that to suck the life out of him. And he's going to be blessed by God and eventually rise to second in command over all of Egypt, save his family from the famine, bring his family down there, give them some of the best land in all of Egypt, etc., etc. All that's going to happen because of Joseph. And so if she had just been satisfied, if she could have just said, you know, Joseph, finally, oh, right, it's okay, Leah's having a A boodle and goodle of kids that's all right you know it doesn't matter i got joseph she could have just been satisfied but evidently she was not may the lord add to me another son and he is by the way we're going to get benjamin you might recall that's going to take place but evidently what takes place because of this dark pattern of life that she's in she's going to inflate expectations divide herself from her sister and her husband to some degree She's going to have her, re- her reward reduced. And even though she claims that she's finally gotten victory over her older sister, she hasn't because nothing's come from her personal womb. But then once something does come from her personal womb, Joseph, she's not satisfied. I want even more. And that's all I think because of the dark mark that she started off with. This journey that began with jealousy and envy, not with a pureness of heart. And so I guess my big application for you with regards to envy is that when you get to that place, you see something that somebody else has or or a blessing that somebody else has received from God, it is of utmost importance that you be able to celebrate for them, with them. Because God has not forgotten you just because he gave somebody else something. Sometimes God... Needs to withhold that blessing from you at this particular point because he's trying to teach you to have muscle, spiritual muscle that would avoid evil. But sometimes he's tra- he's trying to he's trying to get you to wait just because what I have prepared for you is so good that it's not like the if you will common blessings that I've been sprinkling out on other people. This no, this is going to be big. This is going to be good, and you can see how that happened all the way back to to Grandpa Abraham. You, Abraham, if he had just Abraham and Sarah had just waited. Isaac is like profoundly impactful as far as the, the, the coming of the Messiah is concerned. But they just couldn't wait. And so they had to bring Ishmael into the picture, and Ishmael creates all kinds of havoc in the camp. And now you got the Rachel thing happening, and she just can't wait. Surely her husband has had enough spiritual savvy to have communicated with Rachel that I have talked with God, and God has promised me repeatedly that I'm going to have a great nation that comes from me. You're my favorite wife. I feel like God is going to open your womb eventually. Honey, let's just be patient. Maybe he said all of that. Maybe that's why he was upset earlier on. I'm not God, so let's just wait on God. Maybe he said all that. I don't know, but Rachel didn't want to wait. She doesn't wait. and So she gives her servant Bilhah. And in the process, it just really unleashes chaos on the camp because the one thing you're not seeing yet is that Leah's going to do the same thing. Once Leah's no longer having kids, she's going to say, Well, you know what? I'm going to give Jacob, my servant, Zilpah. And so it's just a messed up situation because they just won't wait on God. You know what I'm saying? Envy is a big one. And we've got to really be careful not to be envious because it inflates expectations, reduces rewards, and it never really satisfies. Wait on God. He's got something big for you. Here are the five questions that we attempted to cover during our study. I think we did a pretty good job. We didn't look them up on your own.